welcome back to honestly a really fun kind of interesting podcast here on the Anchor Family Podcast. This is aren't they all? They're all. I mean, they're all very interesting. But this one is special in another sense. This is mm-hmm. my first time on the podcast. No longer employed. Oh, at heart. Oh, so yeah. can you be yeah. a dedicated? I guess you're not a dedicated. I'm not a staff. I'm jobless at yeah. the moment. I have cool. not been hired anywhere. <laughs> you're about to be homeless for a day, maybe. Yeah, I got to drive. You travel. Yeah. To Nashville. Yeah. But anyway, there's three of us in the room <laughs> and we have an awesome topic today. We're going to be You're diving. dedicated to be here on your day off. So you're more That's dedicated right. than us. That's I mean, right. like not even employed. No. You're right. here. So very dedicated, William. So, yeah. Yeah. Two deer stands hung up in the woods and I'm not in either of mm, them. Thank right you now. for being here. You yes. chose us instead you of the deer. Thank you. Right. Yeah. But uh, dedication. Yeah. And here we are to talk about what do we land on? Spiritual growth? I think, yeah, we'll talk about what uh, has jump-started spiritual growth for mm-hmm. us in our life at different stages and phases. Awesome. We're going to kind of talk first about how things are going in our lives this yeah. week. And, uh, you know, Jennifer, is we missed her last week. Yeah. She was yeah. gone, down with the sickness. The down virus. down with nice. the virus. Yeah, we had some Quarantining. COVID. Quarantining. Quarantining for the week. How was that? Did you have fun at home? We did have family? fun. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It was fun. We did each have our day getting sick. Mm-hmm. It was a fun time for all of us. We watched a lot of movies. So you're recommending it now. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I called 10 out up, of 10. <laughs> I called up on laundry. I went through yeah. the kids' dressers. Right. I mean, I know that William doesn't get this yet. And Paul, you may not either, but your wife would. Um, you, those kids grow and those clothes don't fit for very long. So you How constantly would... have to go through their dressers. Look at me. You know how many times I had to get new jeans in the same winter season? <laughs> I put them on like, mom, they're on my knees. Yes. Yeah. That's where we are. So anyways, Parker, the oldest, was really ready to come back to school, which is funny because he's a sixth grader and I would think he was ready to stay home, but he needs his people, I guess. That's good. Oh, and my, sorry, I got another thing. It's, it's all about the illness at my house. My youngest, and y'all have seen the pictures. He slid Oof, into yeah. our metal bed frame, sliced his face up. Yeah. But, but speaking of the oldest, he told all of his friends that our middle daughter hit him and that's what <laughs> nice. happened. Brilliant. So we came nice. back to church yesterday. Is today Monday? Yesterday. And <laughs> I don't know what day. Um, we've been home, you yeah. know, for eight days, 10 days. Somebody was like, well, I heard Charlie hit Tegan. And I said, who told you that? Well, Parker did. <laughs> oh, do not believe the 10-year-old. Anyways. He's got a good imagination. He, he does. He totally he does. Really he does. really is very creative. But that's what's up with me. So you're a survivor. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Two times. Twice. William. Nailed it. Do you got anything going on this <laughs> week? No. I'm, you know, effectively retired. I'm just going to sit at home and probably whittle. Yeah. And, um, Sounds fantastic. Sleep in. No, I have to pack my entire life into a U-Haul. And uh, I'm driving it to Nashville on Thursday. So I got a couple more days here and I got to get it all packed up, boxed up and drive it up to Nashville. So you're more excited or nervous or just want to get it done? Yeah, I'm the latter. I just need to get it done. I'm definitely excited and nervous, but I guess like in the throes of it, you know, like when you start to lose control of your car, you're definitely nervous, you're (laughs) definitely excited. But once you start to take controlling actions, you just, that all you're thinking about is getting Right. Back under control. So it's just, yeah, one step at yeah. a time. Just That's where I am. Life is a blur. Yeah. And uh, Emily and I are just trying to figure out one little thing at a time. 
Mm. Man, yeah, that's tough because it does become just a, a blur and you want to stop and enjoy yeah. those moments. I noticed that like with even having children or the wedding, it was just like yes. such a big deal and so much was going on that ah, slow down just and soak it in. It. Yeah, yeah, so if you can, yeah, slow down and enjoy what you can of, of this awesome transition in, mm-hmm. in your life. I mean, that's exciting. So we'll keep up with William and he's offered even when he's in this area to hop back in on the podcast. This right. is something he's really enjoyed. We've enjoyed it with him. Yes. You know, we work together really well. There's a bigger word for that. I was just about to get, we have good camaraderie. Um, I got nothing. Oh man. Uh, it'll come back to me in Apparently a minute. not so. that well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't read each other's minds <laughs> just yet. We're getting there though. Just play it. Banter? No, yeah, we do. We have we good do. band. Yeah. Good, yeah. But there's, it'll, it'll hit me later. Sorry, guys. I was just looking at my calendar now to try to figure out if there was anything exciting in my life last week and nothing showed up. So <laughs> <laughs> basically this week, I'm here. That's you led it. chapel and family worship last week. Yeah, that was exciting. I enjoyed that. It was fun. Well, that was it. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you get a gecko? No, not yet. No. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, nothing's really, okay. it's just one of those weeks where... I just checked all the boxes and yeah. I can't think of anything new or eventful, really. I mean, I'm sure there was, yeah, but it's all, you know, it was cold. It's been cold here. Snowed. It tried to that snow. That was your excitement. Yeah. yeah. We did have, well, the dad's dinner. We did a special focused event just for dads, which churches don't do. Mm-hmm. I don't know that any do that. Just for dads. And that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that and learned some good lessons on cooking potatoes. Oh. Yeah. We, we put them in the oven for yes. long and enough almost. I think. And so, um, okay. you know, some guys were helping me and they're like, well, the forks went in them. You know, when oh. we're about to serve them, uh-huh. they're like, the forks go in them. I'm like, yeah, but they're really hard. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, what they're do we do? It's too potatoes. late. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, y'all are all dads. You can bust these things open. Use right. your elbows, punch them, smush it up. <laughs> they did their best, but there were some guys joking about it. Like, these things are hard to even cut. Are they oh, cooked no. at all? But we, it was barbecue and potatoes, and all the potatoes were gone. Nice. Eaten up. So, yeah, dads can survive when it yeah. comes to food. It's like they know how yeah. you eat the leftovers, you eat whatever you can. So, that was fun. It was really uh, a sweet time to be with dads. I like that a lot. Yeah. We were able yeah, to- I learned a, a fun dad fact from you years ago on a trip. We were, I think, a summer camp, and we had stopped at a fast food restaurant. All your kids were there. And some of your your younger two were much younger at the time. And I was watching, we were sitting at the same table and you all had a meal. And the younger two children ate like half a nugget, mm, two yeah. fries, and took a sip of drink and then ran away. And I looked at you, I was like, do you ever just not buy yourself food? And you're like, yeah, I don't have a meal. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to eat all of this. It's right. Usually. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. you don't, you'll, you know gain weight pretty fast because you're like, I can't let that food go to waste. It's right. half yeah. a burger right there that I really want to eat right now. Because so. I was thinking like, oh, Paul must be still waiting on his meal. And you're like, no, I didn't order myself any food because watch this. Yeah. And then they got up and ran away. And you're like, there's, I mean, three quarters of a burger there. There's like tw- 10 nuggets still on this yeah. one. There's two orders of yeah. fries. Like, boom, we got a full meal. They still give me the fries like from Chifle that are uh, the, oh, the, butt the, butt the butt fries. Yeah. Is what we call them. Yeah. There's other names for them. People call them, I forget, but uh, that's butt fries. Yeah, it's because I've got yeah. the skin on them and, and they don't taste quite as good, but they're like, well, dad will eat these. And, you know, and now they just save them for me. They're like, yeah, hey, dad. And I'm like, well, they, they're all right. They're not my favorite, but I'll eat, yeah, I'll eat yeah. the burnt fries, the butt fries, the pieces of burgers yeah, that are the left. The same is true. Like if you're making sandwiches at home because you cut that crust yeah. off as a mom, I last week at home, I eat that crust. I eat yeah. that crust. Mm-hmm. 
I make sure the jelly goes all the way to the edges <laughs> yeah. so that I still get some peanut butter and jelly on My it. mom used to say that's where all the, the vitamins are. Yeah, the I, I think, got all the vitamins. Is that not true? No, it's the same dough. It's just burnt. Yeah. <laughs> They're lying. I believed that for so long. Oh, will your right. eyes stay crossed if you do it? Yeah. yeah they will. True. That really can't happen. Yeah, that for does real? happen. Jennifer's shaking her head now. No, that is false. Uh, what else do I believe? <laughs> what else do I believe? That it I don't doesn't know. really happen. I got to make an argument for butt fries, though. I mean, this is nowhere near the topic we were talking about, but the butt fry could be the best fry in the sense that it can scoop the most Chick fil A sauce. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So it is I'll give you that. A spoon. Okay. And yeah. I do believe that. I mean, I've been told that potato skins do have some nutritional yes, value. No, makes no, okay, skin so that's does, unlike yes. the skin the, of the bread, the yes, bread crust. That is not skin. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I mean, similar. <laughs> Same is true with like apples and things. Apples, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of apples. Yeah, I learned a lot. I used to make my kids baby food. You have to keep the skins on it when you... Okay, yeah, never did that. Well, I only did it with one kid. Right. The other two, meh. All right, so we've got a topic. We do. All right. We've been talking a lot already. So if you wonder if we sound like we're kind of yeah uh, in the middle of a, out of yeah. breath or out of ideas, uh, we've been talking a lot already. Same bye to William. So we were going to dive into some things that have helped us jumpstart spiritually. We're still at the beginning of a of a year. Uh, we're still in January, at least on this recording. And so you know, like spiritual growth. When you've had times of revival in your life, what's preceded that? Like, what does jumpstart that? Like. You could be at a summer camp and you hear great things, but that's, you know, that mountaintop experience. You come back and it's kind of a lull. So those times that keep going, that it's not just that mountaintop experience. And I'm pretty musical. Like I I enjoy music and music really was one of the things that came to mind first was the type of music that goes in your ears and to your brain that really does influence because those are the lyrics that you're thinking about whether it's praise and worship or just the local Christian music station, whatever it is, to me, that was something that came up. And that is one of the top three influencers, I don't know if you knew this, for kids who stay in church as adults, <laughs> listening to Christian music as they grow up is one of the top three influences. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So that's a big one for me. Are the other two mom and dad? <laughs> of course, parents are the first. Yeah. Actually, dad is the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. If you actually listen to the words, yeah. it's pretty encouraging. I mean, I it know is. we just like the tune sometimes yeah. and the songs that we've got memorized, but when you listen to some of these words, they can come at a perfect moment. Yes. My husband makes fun of me because I'll just sit sometimes and he's like, why are you like tearing up while we're riding down the road? But it's because I hear my kids singing it. Oh, and yeah. so as a parent, you know, you don't know you're influencing your kids in that way, but hopefully that's going to jumpstart them somehow. Yeah. So cool. That's my first one. Nice. William, you want to go or you want me to jump in? This one's kind of difficult, but life change. I know mm-hmm. a lot of kids mm-hmm. get, you know, super into scripture memory or, or journaling or some form of devotion or Bible study or what have you when they go to college because all of a sudden they're hit in the face with the need for discipline because they have all of this extra time on their hands. They're living in a dorm room or they're driving around doing a bunch of extra work or what have you. So, you're able to kind of alter your schedule a little bit and play around with when you do what. And once you kind of get into that rut, it's a lot harder to kickstart a new thing. So things like the new year or big life changes, you know, a move to college or a graduation from college, a new job or 
just a new season overall. You can kind of alter your day-to-day schedule, get out of the rut yeah. and start reading more. Yeah. I've definitely, I saw that on, you know, youth trips mm-hmm. over the years where after a few days of change schedule, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, some exciting things start happening, but that was because, hey, we're not just watching, right? you know, YouTube all day or getting distracted. We are have been focused in on, so change in schedule mm-hmm. is, is big if you can adjust your schedule or if your life, if there's a life change. So the winter retreat last year, mm-hmm. we were challenged to mm-hmm. get up every morning. All of us were. And we all did. Yep. Right? I mean, like every kid there was at six. Yeah, it was six o'clock in the morning. That we all met in a yurt together. In the snow. Yep, I mean, it was ice. cold, snow and ice. There yep. were people who slid down on the way there. Yep, yep. But you're right. I mean, after, I mean, we were only there three days, but yep. but to have that many kids yeah. in that change of scenery, that mm-hmm. change of situation, yeah. I would say the, the number one for me over the years, oddly enough, has been books. And by books, I'll get more specific to say an autobiography. Two or three times that I've read autobiographies of Christian and these are like, you know, some of the more well-known, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Corey Ten Boon, yeah. uh, you know, The Hiding Place, her book, where I've read those books and something about it just stirred me. You know, I was like, wow, if they can do what they did, if they can endure what they endured, the Heavenly Man, the story of Brother Yon in China, some of those, you know, if you, you're reading those and you're thinking, wow, they, Lord, give me that kind of, yeah. you know, and we read the accounts in the Bible, which we read about, you know, Peter and Paul and all these people and Jesus himself. But it's kind of like when you read it in modern times, sometimes, at least for me in my brain, it's like, wow, that was just, that's somebody that was living when I was living or whatever, almost, you know, and I'm like, ah, there's more out there. And it just stirs me to, I don't know, books books have changed me. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the Bible, of course, we would say the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. But I'm talking about times where there's jump starts, where spiritual hunger. And for me, it's been uh, biographies or autobiographies of Christians. I think William, what you something you said with that life when you're in the middle of a life change, the necessity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had three kids, and so you're sitting up in the middle of the night, and God, I don't know what else to do. This baby will not go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I am so tired. I mean, there's other times too, mm-hmm. but I can think of of that being one as well. But that the necessity of I need help, and yeah. you don't want that to always be the case. I mean, you don't always want to be in such deep despair, but right. but you have to be there and to want to change so much that you're going to change. Mm-hmm. So that necessity, I think, is something that inspires it. And I would say, I mean, you're right. You don't want to be in that despair, but I would say you do always want to be on the front end of where God's yes. moving you to yeah. so that you're always reliant. Like um, we talked about the move that I'm undergoing a bunch on the podcast and it's the most tangible time of trusting God I've ever been through in my life where you know, at a young age, after purchasing, you know, an engagement ring, going through a Christmas season, other expenses, I'm like, let's move to Nashville and start a new job. Let's go a couple of weeks, you know, and, and jump into Nashville. I mean, it's, it is, it got real. Mm-hmm. Look at God and go, all right, you see the accounts. Um, I don't know how to pay rent right now. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you get a phone call and something comes into place or, you know, another thing works out and, and all this kind of stuff where, I've watched God do a couple of things through this move where I'm like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the tangible provision and, and the the trusting God coming out into practice very, very quickly because we're on the absolute front end of where he said to go. And we're like, yeah. all right, that's the direction you want us to move. We're going to move. 
and then we'll take a look at the the logistics of it, but we're going to trust you in that process. So right. I would say, you know, you, yeah, you don't want to be in despair, of course, but in those moments of despair, you do have that need. But at the yeah. same time, you know, when you're growing, I can't say it enough, do something with that growth. You know, don't become some absolute expert in things and, and grow so spiritually, but then just hold that in some, you know, monastic life where you're oh, sitting yeah. at home going, I am so spiritually sharp, but you're doing nothing with it. Yeah. Go teach someone, go teach somewhere, go, you know, Go on right. some missional effort. Go reach your community somehow. Go reach your neighbors somehow. Start caring for folks. Do whatever it is that you know you have a giftedness for, and wherever God's growing you, there's a reason He's growing you there. He's not trying to just grow you and get this giant bank account of spiritual development to right. stack away and go. If anything ever came up where I had to use it, I could. No, yeah. He gave it to you to use it. So go use it, and He will continuously provide and draw you along. That leads into one of my next ones is. D group. I mean, those are times where I've had incredible spiritual growth is when I've gotten with a few people, but that's what you're saying is, okay, if I'm going to jumpstart spiritually and grow, I'm going to do that with a few other people. I've got, I feel like I've got no business doing it on my own, honestly. I mean, I got to keep myself growing on my own. I get that. I need to get up and get in the word, but I really desperately, you know, want to share that with some brothers and get with them and challenge them. And that's that whole multiplication thing that Jesus had in mind anyway, is that, yeah, you grow so that you can help others grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't just keep it to yourself. But those times in D groups with the expectations, you know, it's like, oh, well, duh. You know, all of a sudden I'm memorizing scripture and I'm growing spiritually because I'm accountable with this person or this group of people. And I read this passage and did this, you know, so, and it helps to talk with others and encourage others, the texting, the, how can I pray for you? And so those relationships that you build within a small group disciple, you know, high commitment, high expectation group has helped over the years. Yeah. This thought just kind of goes back to what you just said. And we talked about Great Commission on Sunday. And that was the topic of, of the sermon. One of the things that our pastor said was a disciple, you know, is a follower and a teacher and somebody who's still learning, but they're also building disciples. You know, you mentioned going through hard times or, or change or yeah. stressful times. And I'd written this down today uh, from, I love this verse. I mean, I'm a, I want to preach a whole message on just this one verse. It's Luke uh, 21, 13. It says, it will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. Mm. And that's where Jesus is it. And they're teaching the disciples about his return and the end times and how there's going to be persecution and trials and struggles. And he just says, it will be an opportunity for your testimony. So we don't want to go through those hard times. We don't want to go through stressful situations, but those are where our, our testimony grows. And yep. you you can say those sort of things like, oh, wow, look, you know, God provided. I was desperate. And that would uh, bring me to another one I wrote down here, which was asking. There have been times where I've felt like I needed to ask the Lord, mm-hmm. Lord, help me to want more of you. Yeah. You know, that's a prayer. I'm sure he's not like saying, no, you know, right. that's not a good prayer. You know, uh, but just a, that desperation where God, and I hope I pray that pretty often. I, mm-hmm. I forget oftentimes, but, you know, to Lord, help me to really be desperate for you. And all of a sudden you might, you know, it may not be easy to get there, but yeah. you do find yourself in that situation where you're you're all of a sudden experiencing more of him and there's nothing better, mm-hmm. you know, going through hard times from everybody I've talked to, they would say it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Might be really hard, but it's worth it. Yeah, for what you, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, what you learn, you can't learn any other way. Yeah, going through hard times, in the end, great. Looking back, you're like, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for all of the growth that happened. But I would also add in that going through, not necessarily hard, but 
times. Just simply doing something productive for the kingdom doesn't have to be difficult or, yeah. or you know, stressful or, or, you know, this pit of despair of, you know, challenge mm-hmm. and trial and loss or whatever. But something challenging to the extent that you're doing something that you haven't done before. You take on a Sunday school class, you're going to teach or you're going to, you know, step into this counseling or you're going to, you know, you're going to try to lead a Bible study in your home or you're going to try to reach out to the community school or whatever you're doing. You know, it's going to be physically challenging. It's going to add stress to your plate It's going because it's something else to do, but it's not, you know, this pit of despair or pain right. where you're dependent on the Lord to provide for, you know, your emotional needs or what have you, but you're doing something productive. It's like gameplay. You can go to practice all day long, but gameplay really makes you a better player. I watched a hilarious video of a boxer earlier where he's, you know, some Instagram influencer trying to teach you how to box. And he had a friend that boxed professionally and he's throwing these punches really slow. And he's like, this is really simple. You can throw this body shot right in here. He goes, all right, so walk through it, just really slow drilling it at half speed. All right, we'll do it for real. And the boxer just knocked him out one punch. (laughs) Because like, when things actually get put into practice, mm-hmm. they look entirely different. So do something. Yeah. I wrote down repentance. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's been seasons in my life, certainly, that there have been breakthroughs. Because that's what I'm more talking about. Just not like, how do you do like spiritual daily growth. But yeah. when have there been breakthroughs uh, for you spiritually? And that's come for me after uh, dealing with sin in my life. Mm-hmm. And just getting to that point where I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm repenting if that means I need to go share something with my wife or with my D group or something, somebody somewhere, but it could just be me and God. But those seasons where you said, I'm done with this, I'm repenting at all costs, I'm done. Uh, God knows our hearts, you know, and it's kind of like all of a sudden, like, wow, mm-hmm. there's some really awesome things happening. Well, no kidding, you're not pursuing that sin anymore. You're now chasing after the Lord in new ways. And so, again, not that it's, all up to us, but repentance is kind of, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a personal choice you got to make, whether you're going to continue down uh, and, and make excuses for staying in a certain area, or whether you're going to say, I'm done with that. And a lot of times when I've done that, it's been a blessing. I think the opposite is also true when God brings you to a spot that you never expected to be in. I didn't expect to be in children's ministry. And so when he just opened that door and I was there, it was like, okay, and I need to be serious. I mean, not that I wasn't serious, but for me, that led to a time of real growth and just excitement because I was where I was supposed to be. I knew I was where I was supposed to be. There was responsibility in your shoulder yes, now. It was no longer sure. practice of, yeah. you're not the armchair quarterback sitting at home. I could totally teach a Sunday school class. Right. Then all of a sudden you get told, hey, why don't you teach a Sunday school class? Now you got to put it into practice. Yeah. Now you have to lit, you have to actually do what you said you mm-hmm. could do. And now it gets real and you're like, all right, I have to, I really do have to grow now mm-hmm. because I got to be able to teach these kids or I got to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, wherever it is God's saying to move and go and do because I swear and every Christian should believe it that God didn't leave you here just to simply develop your knowledge and this base of spiritual growth to sit in a cave somewhere right. and, and be the perfect Christian. You have something to be doing. There is something in the kingdom that needs your hands mm-hmm. on it. And once you put them there, you really do have to grow because you won't be able to function if you aren't growing. Right. Or at least not for long. Yeah. Well, that's what I would have for me. It's a scripture memory. I mentioned that already, that that comes from like being, in, you know, with your D group or just on your own, on self-discipline. But when scripture is what's on your mind and you're, you're dwelling on that more than you're dwelling on your bank account or your mm-hmm. hobbies or your responsibilities or anything, you're dwelling on scripture and memorizing that, it just 
turns the world, it changes your perspective. And that's really what we're talking about is spiritual growth is more of a perspective change where mm-hmm. you're just excited about Jesus and the power of his word, the power of his Holy Spirit, and things don't get to you. And you're just enjoying um, victory after victory. And uh, we all want to be there. We call those, those mountaintop experiences right. and don't feel guilty about wanting that. I don't think we're supposed to be walking around grumpy, mourning, whiny Christians. I believe we're supposed to be pretty much living in abundance and joy and peace and being salt and light and encouragement. Not that we don't see things realistic and I get all that, but not really. I'm not a very realistic person, honestly. I mean, with Jesus on my side, yeah. Uh, why do I need to be realistic? Come on, tell me folks, you know? Mm. And that's just kind of my attitude about it. All this realistic stuff gets to me. I'm yeah. sorry. No, well, that was good. I mean, everyone does want those mountaintop experiences and at the expense of sounding silly, you know the best way to see the beautiful view from the top of a mountain? Climb up it. Climb it. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. can't sit at the bottom going, right. I can't wait to be at the top. I wish mm. I was at the top. I wish I could experience mm-hmm. God more. Yeah. I wish I'd hear from God more. Yeah. Photograph that change. Does it. Yeah, no. Mm. And if you're mm. changing nothing, God is not going to kick in your front door and go, let's go climb a mountain. Why don't you do some work? Yeah. Try to climb the mountain. Yep. Try to go back to wherever it was you were. Step out in faith, do it, and watch God provide. Yeah. And, and then you start saying, this is awesome. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. But living in our own strength, it should slap wearers out. It says yeah. you can do nothing in your own strength. Just go climb the mountain. Be better. Do something. Go climb do something. Do it. Until Trust William in Bye. Jesus. Yeah, he'll be back. Stay anchored until then, right? That's right. <laughs> Deep Forecast Productions.